0: All right, guys, I'm back and I have been through a lot. I'll be honest. It's been a rough few months for me, but, you know, I'm really blessed to just be able to get back into reading the words, studying and sharing with you all. Um, I think one thing that I have realized in this whole situation is that. In my darkness, I should be reading the word even more rather than, you know, steering away from it because the whole purpose of God's word is to light up our darkness, to give us hope for the future, to to give us a new found um, perspective on life and to remind us that even now in our darkest situations, God still can speak to us. He still sends his Holy Spirit and we can still learn so much. Um, So I've been focusing on memorizing scripture. One of my struggles is actually memorizing and I'll be honest, I still haven't 100% memorized it. I can give you the paraphrase, but if you want the word for word, I don't have it yet. Um, But I do have my notes and that helps me out a lot so my scripture for this week was revelation chapter 3 verse 19 and it says he corrects and disciplines everyone that he loves so be diligent and turn from your indifference now that's the new living translation um but that one stuck out to stuck out to me the most because there are some key words in there that just put me to a place in When I was doing my studying and when I was learning about this scripture and trying to figure it out, I spent way too long in the whole chapter of Revelation and not on the the actual verse. So the crazy thing is most of this will not even be about that verse, but it will show you where I'm going. And I'm pretty sure this will turn into like a three part series because I literally have a page and a half of notes on the first part. So. The crazy thing about chapter 3 in Revelation is that this is part of the letters to the churches. And there are the three letters in Revelation chapter 3 are actually what I would consider the get your life together sis letters and I think for me it was what God wanted me to see he wanted me to see that we're in a place where if you don't act right if you don't do right you're going to be in a situation where you can't call heaven home where you can't be where he wants you to be and I think a lot of people get caught up in this security of salvation and the reality is you know we have to walk our lives daily and and turn and deny our flesh and God's really been dealing with me about what the definition of denying our flesh is, right? And and he's also been dealing with me on indecisiveness, which is crazy, but I'll give you some more about that. So what he showed me and what I learned is that there are three letters here to the churches and the first letter, and that's really the only one I'm going to talk about, and friends, Do not get on me about not pronouncing this correctly because this is not what this is for. What this is for is the revelation that I got from it and hoping that you will get something from it too. So don't get mad at me because I don't necessarily pronounce it correctly. So this is a chapter, the first section of this chapter, and that's verses 1 through 6 are about or the letter to Sardis and it is also considered the dead church and as I was writing it down there are actually three churches there's Sardis there's Philadelphia and there is Laodicea and again if I pronounce it wrong don't get mad at me Um, but there are some words that stuck out to me as I was reading and it says you know Sardis is the church of the dead. Philadelphia was considered a weak church, but they were obedient, but they were weak. And then you had Laodicea, which was that lukewarm, uncommitted, I can't make a decision kind of church. And we will to get there, but we probably won't get there today. But I want to talk to you guys just for a minute about Sardis and what I kind of learned. So I learned that this was this crazy city. And these people in the church, they were just kind of like... Hey, sis, we were the first ones. We know everything there can be about God. We got it. We understand it. Like, there's nothing else we can do. We're good. We got it. But God said that they they had all of the appearance on the outside, but they were hollow and empty on the inside. And if you go back and read verses one through six, it'll it'll be clear to you that there was more to what met the eye. And they talk about Sardis being this fortified, prosperous city, but they kind of have this this false security in what they had and their possessions and their ability to gain and do great things. And it was like, hey, this I am Jesus, I am God, I come to you and you guys need to get it together. And God just kept throwing out these words to me. It was like <laughs> dead without life. You know, they were first and they were arrogant. They were kind of like your uppity people, but they were also the first to be ruined and reprimanded. And they say that this city is still in ruins today. So it just kind of showed me that, you know, yeah, you may have been earlier to the, the punch line. You may have been saved since you was 12, but don't get secure in your salvation and not seek righteousness, and repentance on a regular basis. Um, some commentaries said that the people of Sardis were degenerate. And I was like, ooh, that was heavy. Ain't nobody got time to be degenerate. But he said that they were immoral, corrupt. They lost physical and mental or moral qualities that would be considered you know, normal or desirable. They, did, they were clearly showing evidence of their decline. They were no longer where they wanted to be. And it was just like, man, I think we all have a little bit of this dead church in us. And we kind of need to get to a place where we acknowledge that we have it in us and we need to address it. So I as I was reading and I was researching and I was trying to, you know, talk to God. And it was just kind of like. Our emptiness is why we can't discern. I know a lot of times when I'm struggling with my discernment, I'm struggling with what God is trying to say to me. I'm struggling with making a decision because that's been one of my struggles lately. Is just the spirit of indecisiveness. This, this not this inability to make a decision. This inability to to say, okay, this is what it is, and it's because when we are empty when we have not been poured into when we have not read the word when we have not been seeking we cannot discern because we discern by the word of god we cannot hear the holy spirit if we don't understand the word because he is a it is a living word and the holy spirit speaks to us through his word he speaks to us you know with everything but he also speaks to us through through the word of God and the more we know the word of God the easier it is to hear his voice it's just kind of like knowing your parents voices you've listened to them for so long you've heard them for so long you're just like they can be across the room they can be in the mall you're like I know that voice that's the same thing when you are reading your word the more you read your word and the more you spend time in the word the easier it is for you to hear the voice of God so continually putting yourself back in the word and it says that they knew the name of God but not the power and that again goes back to I know the the scriptures but I'm not living the scriptures I I hear the scriptures I recognize them like you know I I, I have a tendency of being like I can't memorize the scripture but if you say it I can finish it you don't ever want to be in the position position where someone else has to say it for you to finish it I never want to be in a position where somebody else has to start the scripture or start the prayer for me because I don't have what it takes to truly begin and ignite the refining fire that God wants me to continuously have ignited in my life so in doing what is right we miss the mark. You know, we spend so much time trying to be right, trying to be perfect, but God wants us to be righteous. You know, we want to be perfect in the eyes of man, but our, our goal is to be right in the eyes of God, to be aligned with the Holy Spirit. And we'll never be 100% there, but as long as we are aligning ourselves, God is pleased. If we're doing our best, he's still pleased. And he said that Sardis was this church that was asleep and unaware Imagine going through life and you're just unaware that the Holy Spirit is trying to get your attention and he's just like, knock, knock, who's there? And you're like, na na na. na. I never want to be in a situation where I'm la, 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 la down Sesame Street and I don't realize that the Holy Spirit is playing tickle me Elmo with my heart. I don't want to do that. So for me, I've just been trying to make sure that my words, that my ministry, but most importantly, my heart is not empty and that I'm okay and 100% aware that I need to reconnect with the Holy Spirit. Well, then the question was, well, how do we reconnect when we've become this person who is dead and we're, we're not living in the Holy Spirit? We're not walking in the Holy Spirit. How do we revive ourselves? How do we return? Well, one thing that we can do is return to our watchfulness, return to our awareness of our sin and our desire to, to focus on religion and not the spirit. Um, focus on tradition and not the word of God. So one, being watchful and aware. Two, just remembering, remembering when God saved us, remembering how he, he kept us, remembering where he took us and remembering how we came to even be the Christians that we are today. I think a lot of times we don't, we don't go back and say, man, I remember when as much as we think we do we don't realize how far we've come we don't realize the things and the encounters that we've had with the holy spirit like sometimes the best thing that we can do is start recollecting the encounters we've had the moments where we've sat in cars and the moments where we've been revealed and and, and focused and god just poured out into us those moments are the moments where we need to tap into when when our when our well is empty we got to tap into our history with the Holy Spirit. And the moment when we, uh, when we tap into the history that we have with the Holy Spirit is the moment where we realize and can reconnect with that moment. And once we reconnect with that moment, then we need to take some time to repent. Repent for not desiring the Holy Spirit. Like, I can honestly 100% that, percent say that there have been times where I'm just like, I don't even feel like hearing him because I already know what he's going to say. And if you can't say that, you say that, well, facts. I'll leave it at that. The reality is we have to desire the Holy Spirit even when we don't want him. So, you know, we need to repent for not desiring the Holy Spirit. We need to repent for, you know, turning away from him, for not wanting to hear him and for not putting our time in the word. But for most importantly, just being fleshly and and making fleshly decisions. I know I make them every day. And, and the more we repent, the more aware we are that we don't want to go down another road where we have to sit here and repent again. We don't want to put ourselves in that position. Does it humble us that we're still flesh? Yes, it reminds us how amazing God is. But what we have to do is really remember the times that we've received him, repent, and then really understand that every word from God deserves attention from us. You know, God gives those who he loves conviction. He gives us conviction. And I kept going back to this and it was just like, you know, the spirit of conviction is is so heavy on us sometimes. But the reality is we need it. You know, it says he corrects and disciplines everyone he loves. He corrects and disciplines us. And he allows us to hear those things because or hear the holy spirit and be convicted so that we don't have to be corrected or disciplined but he knows that we will need to be corrected and disciplined and then he says be diligent you know don't don't back down push forward go strong and turn from indifference now what that's that's again not the original translation if you want to go back and read the original translation i believe it says um be zealous um and earnest Um, but regardless, when we turn from our indifference, our inability to make decisions, our inability to have a choice, our lack of desire to be, to do right or wrong, like that gets us into the whole lukewarm thing and I haven't gotten there yet, but Literally, indifference is just the inability to make a decision, the inability or lack of desire, not even inability, because we have the ability to make a decision. He gave us choice and free will. But where we struggle a lot of times is wanting to make a decision, because when we don't, when we have to make a decision, that means we're going to be held accountable. So a lot of times we'll sit back and we'll be like, "Mm, I'll just let it happen. But just letting things happen and not making a decision and choosing not to make a decision already kills everything that the Holy Spirit has put in us. The spirit of indecision is so so heavy on us and when it weighs on us it can literally ruin lives it can literally change situations in ways that are not pleasing to God and put us in a position where he erases the name and if y'all want to see it it's in the word he will erase the name of those who do not turn and who do not have victory over the spirit of indifference or the spirit of indecisiveness so you know I'm almost done because I have somewhere else I have to be. But I really hope that as I try to reconnect, as I try to go back and and give you guys whatever he gives me for however long he gives it to me that you guys are blessed by this that you hear his word and that you know that it's not me and it's really just him telling me what I need to do you know this this whole spirit of indecisiveness is all over me and I'm truly claiming that as I reconnect and I refocus on the word of God that he's giving me a decisive spirit that he's giving me a clear mind I think the issue is that we get sucked up into the world and the the way of the world and you know going with the flow and allowing the the atmosphere to, to manipulate and change things. But that is not of God. Like God is our only atmosphere that we need to be consumed by. So God, you know, I thank God for everything that he's doing in my life and everything he's allowing me to experience. And And I hope that even in this short moment that you are blessed by this, that you understand that you can remember the things that he's done for you. You can repent and you can reconnect with God. So if you're feeling empty, if you're feeling hollow, if you're feeling like you don't have what God gave you once a long time ago, if you're feeling like you've just been like not your normal self, if you feel like you don't have the connection with the Holy Spirit that you have, just start reading connecting with those memories start writing down the memories of connection and the places where you were in where you connected and thanking God for that connection that he had with you back then and as you remember those times that you had with him back then I I truly believe that he will create a new connection and that he will continue to build upon the connection that he has with you. But you have to it's a it's a twofold street. It's just like any other relationship. You have to seek the connection just as much as he's already seeking you. So I I pray God bless you and keep you and that he just shower you with love and that he open your heart and your mind and that you feel him everywhere that you go. And I hope to hear from you soon. So check us out. And I will see you guys next week or next time I post. I will not say when it will be, but I just hope that you're blessed. Okay, everybody, I hope that that blessed you. I hope you got something from it. But more importantly, I hope I hear from you and get to meet and talk to you and hear how it really impacted you. You can find me in the Spiritual Sticky Notes group on Facebook and go ahead, send us a a request to join and we can't wait to have you because... Every Saturday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, we have prayer and chat together. So no, this is not just a podcast. It is an amazing community of amazing men and women who take the time to truly get to know each other, build community, and share the things that stuck with them throughout their week. So I look forward to seeing you and meeting you. If not, check out the next podcast.